Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. I want to welcome you to our boardroom chat. I'll tell you what, it's exciting. You know, we get more compliments and comments on our boardroom chat. And right. You know what they like about it? When you disagree with me, and I don't know why you do that, but I mean, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't do it intentionally. I just, you need, you need me. In oh, your I life. need you. Yeah, yes, you know, hallelujah. Say, iron sharpens iron, and, and you're pretty sharp. Oh, yeah, today. man. I tell you what, man. You, you thank me for that. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. we got a testimony about that from Rose. She says, Honestly, I am hooked on these boardroom chats. I also love Faith the Facts. I so look forward to these sessions. Thank you, Dr. Jesse and Pastor Kathy. Isn't that a blessing to God? And you know, this this was Kathy's idea to, for me to do all this stuff. And I do enough work. They're always finding work for me to do it, like as if I don't do, do enough. But you know. But hasn't it, it been good? It has been it's wonderful. It's been fun. The Lord has been good Let and Let that great. be a lesson on I, the next I, thing I, I suggest. <laughs> let me make the sign of the cross early here doing this uh, boardroom chat. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to talk about something that's hard to talk about. Okay. I want to talk about something that most people don't like, but boy, it's needed in life. Everywhere, spiritually, physically, financially. But I always use the word of God to back up these boardroom chats, whatever we're talking about in any discussion or decision, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if you've got a Bible or an iPad or whatever you use for a scripture, a phone, <laughs> go with me to the book of James, chapter 1. James in the New Testament, Hebrew, James. It'll help you. And I want to read verse 1. And I'm going to ask you to read this in the Amplified in just a okay. minute. Okay. But I want to read it. It says in chapter 1, verse 1, James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Notice it says 12 tribes. There's only one nation called, Egypt, uh, called Israel, but it's made up of 12 tribes. And what I'd like to say today is we have one denomination called Christianity, but it's made up of a lot of different tribes, but we should be one. That doesn't right. mean we have to come together in the unity of the doctrine. People try to do that for centuries. No, that won't work. But he did say come together in the unity of the faith. This is one body of Christ. That's right, one body. You know, like the United States of America is 50 states, 50 states, and I believe in states' rights and everything, but it's one nation. One nation. And one body of Christ, you know, it's like One nation under God, indivisible, indivisible. with liberty and justice for all. That means what he says. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but I was just thinking about how even though we're united, we're all different, and that's okay. That's right. My mom had six children, and all of us are so totally different. That's right. But we're one family. That's it. Mm -hmm. And we should be like that. Even though you can be Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Catholic, Church of God, Pentecostal, I don't know, independent, call it whatever you want. But we're one body called Christianity Amen. called Christians, and we should understand that. In other words, we stand up for each other. Amen. That's what I mean. One nation, like in the United States, under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I didn't think I was going to say that today. You but said that's, it twice. I said it twice. That's in that verse. Now, this, here's where I want to get to this subject. My brethren, count it all joy. <laughs> oh, God, look at this. When you fall into a diverse temptation. Now, who wants to count what it all joy? You I'm in James chapter 1, now verse 2. I didn't, okay. Okay, yeah, hallelujah. You read one. Okay, my brethren, verse 2, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Now, how can you count it all joy when it seems like everything is going wrong? The next verse, knowing this. See, when you know something, you know how to fix it. When you're believing for something, you got to get beyond belief into knowing. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. Right, right. And I'm persuaded. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Lord, that's a tough one. But let, that's even, verse 4 is even harder. But let patience have its perfect or matured work. Now, watch this. This is the reason for it, that you may be perfect, matured, and entire, wanting nothing. Do you have any wants in your life? 
You have any needs in your life? If you let faith and patience do its perfect work, you won't have any of that. Hmm. That's a revelation of God. Now, Kathy, I want you to read James chapter 1, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4 in the Amplified. And then we're going to get into this. And I want you to see this. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in the dispersion, greetings, rejoice. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, Lacking in nothing. Notice that, lacking in nothing. I like the word in the Amphibia where they said assured. That's what it means, knowing. Now, it's not easy when patience is being developed. Right. Oh, it's not easy. Faith and patience. Uh, there was a sermon I heard a preacher preach years ago. He called it the power twins uh-huh. or the power boys. I, I believe that was me. You that, did one I called, called the power I did call the power boys. Or something power like that. Or something to that nature. But anyway, to make a long story short, we need these two things functioning and operating in our lives, because even though patience is not fun, because who don't want something yesterday, huh? Yeah, I mean, especially if you're an American. But you know what? You got to let faith and patience, so you can be perfect, matured, and entire, lacking nothing or wanting nothing. Now, let me give you an example of that. I have been royally criticized, Kathy. You know it. Globally, worldwide, because I have a plane, I have a jet. See, I mean, they want to kill me over that. And, uh, but I knew that I needed that tool to preach the gospel. That, to me, is simply a tool, not to them. They think it's some big luxury item. I guess you could call it a luxury item. I don't. I, th- I look at it as a tool that I got to go to work with. Well, probably every one of them that criticized it, their company, because they're news <laughs> yeah. people, they have to travel to different sure, places and go. locations. They probably had several. Well, the reason why I consider it a tool, see the camera that's filming us right now, that's a tool. Right. We could not come to you without this camera. We couldn't come to you without partners supporting us so we could buy the cameras, camera, the, the studio, lights, the staff. everything, the whole ball of wax. So they're tools you need to produce what God is calling you to do. To do. So we let patience and patience, faith and patience have its perfect at work. Now notice this. Now, I mean, they rawly criticized me about that. And that's okay. I mean, they freedom of speech. I believe in freedom of speech. But I mean, if you're going to talk, at least tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You see, and those kind of things. And when you understand what I'm talking about this, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work in patience, but let patience have its perfect work. What God is trying to get you to in life is where you want nothing spiritually, physically, financially. Now, here's my point. God, and I'm, I'm giving you some real examples here of me. And Kathy, maybe you can give us some examples where you had to use faith and patience for you to get what you were believing for. I, when I, I started preaching, I preached my first message in the first week of January, 1976. First week. All right. And I started preaching. I was doing weekend meetings there in, in the local town and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and, and it, 1978 came. Okay, now watch this. As I was driving to do a meeting in 1978, and I was passing through Lafayette, Louisiana. Watch this now. I was passing the Lafayette uh, Airport. They got a very nice airport there. And, and I mean, I was driving a Toyota. Gas costs 58 cents a gallon. What year was that? 
1978. That's the first year of full-time full, full, travel yeah, ministry. Yeah, I mean, completely, everything. I you was preaching every weekend. You started preaching in 78. In, in 76. 76, excuse me. Yeah, but in 78, I mean, I quit my job, but I was preaching every weekend Before that, in 76. Right. But I mean, 78, I said, this it. I passed it, and the Lord said, look up. There was a citation jet that came over my head. So then I looked at it, and I thought, okay. He said, I'm going to give you a jet. Now, I want to tell you something. The fog set in. In my mind, I thought, my God, I, I don't have enough money to fill up a Toyota, which at that time had a 10-gallon or 12-gallon tank. And you want me to believe for a jet? And I mean, it literally, the fog hit me, Kathy. And so I pulled over on the side of the road, and I knew exactly where I was. And the Lord gave me the greatest statement he's ever given me in my uh, Christian career. Call it what you want. And he went, Jesse! And I mean, he had to holler at me because the fog was on, boy. You know, he said, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I ask you to believe for it. That, man, that set me at peace. I went, mm -hmm. oh, well, praise the Lord. That was 1978, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. What is that, 16 years? I wasn't counting. You weren't counting 78 uh, <laughs> Looks like you on your fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think. Watch this. What was, I didn't, I bought my first aircraft in November of 1994. Yet God said he gave it to me in 1978. As far as he was concerned, it was done. It was done. Now, the reason, if he had gave it to me that day, there's no way I could have handled that. I didn't have a place to put it. I didn't, I, I, it was only me and the ministry, me. A lot of and things had days. to fall into place fall in. before we could receive now, it. So what I did, I went around telling everybody that the Lord was going to give me a plane, and I was totally, completely correct. And they laughed at me. Well, where's the plane? Where's this and that? And, you know, sometimes it was very, very irritating, but I knew what God had said. What was happening between 1978 and November of 1994 was faith and patience. So I could inherit, so I could accept the promise of God lacking or wanting nothing. You see what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, well, why, why didn't he do it earlier? It wasn't because of him, it was because of me. See, a child can ask for a motorcycle at four years old or three years old or two years old. Now, he can't drive it, but he can drive you crazy to get one of them. And, you know, there's a lot more involved than just receiving the acquisition or to have an acquisition right. or acquiring a plane. You have the upkeep. You have the staffing. You have, have a hangar. place to put it. You have to maintain it. Pilots. Insurance. Mechanics. All kinds of stuff. And at that time, I couldn't afford that to save my life. But what happened was the power boys, faith and patience, was developing in my life. Now, watch when I, when I, when I bought that aircraft. I'll never forget that. I was ready to receive it. God was ready to give it and right. gave it in 1978. Right, right. Now, see, everybody think that it immediately happened. No, I wish it would have, but it probably gave me more trouble than I could shake a stick. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even, how am I going to buy fuel if I can't even fill up the Toyota? But I had to develop in faith and patience to inherit what God wanted me to. He said, let your patience be perfect and entire. Let me read that in verse four. But let your patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing or not lacking anything. Yeah. Well, today, 
I mean, we don't like anything in aviation whatsoever at all. Right. You know, we just get on the plane and go preach and, and, and do whatever God's called us to do. And in those days, you were traveling mostly in the beginning, you in, in, within the state of Louisiana. That's then right. the Lord started extending our your reach, and we went to outside of the state of Louisiana. To the, to the great state and of Texas. Now we're going all over the world. All over the world. But you see, that's what I mean by faith and patience. Maybe you, uh, the Lord has spoken something to you, and you hadn't seen it yet. Let me tell you, don't let time defeat you. Because you are a timeless being. You are right. an eternal being. You have a spirit housed and a soul and clothed in a body. We all know if Jesus said that this physical body will die, but not this spirit. Right, and we'll get a new body. Oh, yeah, and comes. a lot better than this old ugly one. <laughs> I'll tell you this much, you know, with no wrinkles and no sags. I don't right? think it's ugly. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Glory <laughs> to God. You know, but when you understand that, what I'm saying is, and I felt led of the Lord to talk about that today because so many of you have been waiting a long time. You know, Jesse, I was just thinking when you were saying that, because you often have used this example in some of your messages, how a child, maybe a two-year-old, can ask for a motorcycle. And they can ask for it, but they're not ready to receive it till maybe they're 14 or Yeah, and you train like them, they can become a motorcycle yeah. you champion. you start them young, you train them on yeah. the tricycle first, and you start them, but they'll get there. They will get there. Mm -hmm. Think about it, you can train. I mean, I've seen guys driving motorcycles at 15, 16 that would actually Champions, professionals, right? I mean, super professional people. It was amazing. But the dream started when they were yeah. when they were young, yeah. and so keep that dream going. Keep feeding the dream, the Word of God. Never give up on the dream that God has given you. Just know that you're working towards something, Amen. and it Amen. will manifest if you don't give up. And that dream was given like to that motorcycle kid at three, four years old. Right. Say, dreams have no expiration dates. You can get them at two years old or, or 100 years old, just whatever. But it will come to pass if you'll believe God's word. That's what James was saying when he was writing to the church here, right. to these 12 tribes and all the Gentiles that are scattered, scattered abroad out there. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Right. See, now, you, know, you know, there's a vast difference between a healing and a miracle. Healings take time. Miracles are instantaneous. I heard uh, Bill Winston say this the other day, and I give Bill credit for it because I thought it was a phenomenal statement. He said, miracles don't leave any traces. And I thought, you know, that's the truth. Man, when a miracle happened, boom, like something never, never was wrong. It just happened. Right. Healing sometimes will leave a, a trace, a scar, or something like that. But by his stripes, you were healed. Now, I mean, I, who don't want to be healed right now? And there's times I've had miracles in my body, instantaneous, bam. But there were sometimes I had to work some things out. And then I realized something. I used to rebuke the devil about different things. It reminds me of my brother-in-law, Jules. He was like, Jules used to drink so much coffee. And he'd get praying for God to heal his body that his ears would start bleeding. Now, how can your ears start bleeding? They had so much. That's what he told me. I didn't he know said that. the caffeine, all that stuff. He drank, had to quit. And uh, well, see, that was not a, what I call a devilish. Sickness, that was he putting too much, I guess, caffeine or whatever, what, all that's the chemicals his, that he caught. His body, body reacted to it. Well, I think that sometimes that happens to us. You see what I'm saying? I've heard some people say uh, that, that they would have called, I think this is right, borderline diabetics. And all they got to do is change their diet and their, that, that di diabetes goes away. I've heard that. You see what I'm saying? So there's things that we need to do as well as we want God to do. And you with faith and patience, you would have the promises of God. And I think what you totally need to do, if you're not married, don't get in a hurry. Now, you want to make sure that this is your prince charming or this is your princess. See, and I mean that sincerely I, I, because, you know, uh, especially in today's time, and things of that nature. You, uh, well, I guess in any time, because that's one of the biggest decisions you can make in your life. Me and Kathy have been married for 53 years. I mean, and is, it, is that old? What, 
Yeah, I guess to the world that's you know, a long time. You know, when I first time, saw you, I, never, I never thought you were my Prince Charming, but you turned out to, I be, turned out to be pretty my charming. I thought I came out pretty charming. <laughs> Took me a little while, glory to God. You know, I have another testimony I'll read that reminds but, but, me of okay, it. Okay, before you read that, I want to know. It's part of how, it. Okay, but it's going to be a part of it. I'll go How long it. did it take for you, <laughs> he for let me, me to get saved? That had to have some faith and patience. Yeah, it did. Okay, read your but thing, and I want you to answer that. Okay. See, so can tell she's a little frustrated. He doesn't let I, me interrupt him. I know. I don't this one says, you two, Grace says, you two crack me up. I love to see a godly couple being natural like this. It's encouraging. Love both of you, and thank you for showing me that faith is work, and it doesn't work unless you work it. I'm so thankful because the Lord is providing. Yeah. So that's a great example of what I was trying to tell you about that. Yeah, I had several things I was thinking about already about what okay. my part of this. Were you frustrated? Because I didn't get saved quickly. Very, yeah, several times. But I, I, I didn't give up. I That's really, my point. I had a, pro, I had, I would not give up. I just, like I said, I put you in the crosshairs. Why? Because you did I was your Prince things. Charming. That's why you didn't give up. <laughs> you, come on, yeah, I'm trying to get, a, were, trying to get a compliment I had, here. <laughs> I had glimpses of what the charming would be like, uh, but uh, it took a while and. Faith, with faith and patience, I inherited. Yes, I that's right. Hallelujah. She owns it all now. <laughs> but I'm Let me so tell you. glad that that uh, we have something we can. You know, when people uh, would see us together when I was before I got before you got born again, and they knew I was, they would tell me things like, you know, you ought to leave that trash. I think my mother must have said that more. Yeah, than I never once. did really like your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like your mama, but, um, but she, I wasn't saved. She wouldn't say. Now we love each other. It's a whole. I know, thing. But, but she I mean, wasn't boy, the only I was one. Crazy that, in them days. She wasn't the only one that told me that. But or, I understand. But, but anyway, I thought. You know, after I got born again, I had answers. I had I had something that I could hold on to that would change the situation. So, I, it, you know, I could have gave up before I knew the Lord, but once I knew the Lord, I had a solution. And I remember finding scriptures in the Word of God, believing, laying hands on you in the night, stand, having people pray with me. And my daughter, our daughter, Jody, was actually praying with me. She was you my prayer partner. You even stood proxy. Am I correct? I, yeah, that's a term I learned. You know, I, I would stand in place for you. Actually, it's just someone agreeing with me. Amen. And uh, it was a faith project. And I and I was cutting, actually, cu I say this often, that I cut my faith teeth on you. Right. You know, everybody needs a faith project. Start somewhere. Believe God for something. Don't just exist. <laughs> and so you'll be able to see God manifest those promises. But if you don't have any goals, you'll never grow. And this is what James was talking about, about, you know, maturing and becoming what God wants you to be. You can't just get fat, saved and born again and just do nothing with what the power that God Amen. has invested in us. He created us, uh, recreated us in his, you know, we created us in his image. But when we're born again, we have been endowed with all the power, all the anointing that Amen. Jesus had when he was on the earth. But it and has we, to develop. We need to do something with it. Yeah, you got to start something. Faith is like a muscle. We've often talked about how, and you have to use it well, it's to like a, grow it. Yeah, it's like a child when it's born. The minute it's born, it has arms and legs and muscles and tendons, but it has to develop so to know how to use that. See, it can't walk when it's first born, you know, but even, it will walk. It will crawl. It will go for And I found this out, too, that even after you're grown, I remember when I went to one doctor just for my regular routine checkup, she told me that I need to be walking more and not just sitting on the blackout. At that time, I was on that bike and recumbent bike. But she says, no, I want you to walk because when you walk, 
the, the pounding or the just the regular walking, not running and everything, you strengthen your bones. So your the skeleton. continual walking gives strength to the bone, your skeletal structure. And so it's important, even after you're born again, even after you've achieved some things you believe in life, keep walking by faith. Amen. Never sit back and relax because God is always going to give us something to stretch towards because he knows we need to continually grow. So and, when did and, you start walking? What does that mean? I, I, I mean when you could take the doctor's advice. I walk all the time. I walked into the, into the he didn't, she didn't say how long. I, know. I walked into the studio. I, I didn't see me. Nobody carried me in here. That, I, that's walked, true. I walked in here. I want you to tell him I'm about I'm not on the bike at all, if you <laughs> notice. I want you to tell him about your, your bent. No, I don't want, I have something else I want oh, to tell Okay, her. well, you don't want to tell me about your bimp? Uh, not now. Okay. <laughs> okay. What I was she thinking about. She had a bimp on her wrist. I guess I got to go there. <laughs> go I, that was a faith project as well. I have had so many faith projects over the year. That bump on my wrist was not a, a, a life-threatening thing. It wasn't even painful. It was just annoying to look at because you had given me a beautiful, I think it was on the right hand. You had given me a beautiful bracelet with little diamonds on it. And mm -hmm. it's one of the first diamond things I've had. You know, other than my wedding ring, it was beautiful. And uh, I remember when I put it on, I didn't want to show it to anybody because every time I'd show them the bracelet, they would say, oh, that's a nice bracelet. What's that bump? And that's... And we call it a bump. A bump. That's because we're uh, Clouseau fans. Oh, yeah. Clouseau. <laughs> the Pink Panther. Anyway, we like movies. We like all those kind of old things. Anyway, I, I saw it and I decided to make that a faith project. And I... I found the scriptures, and I started believing God. I said, one of the scriptures, I think it's Corinthians, I can't remember the verse exactly now, but at the time it was everywhere in my mouth, in my eyes, every, I was reading it and saying it. I uh, look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are not seen are eternal, but the things that are seen are temporal. Amplified said temporary, subject to change. So I look at the novel and I say, well, that's temporary, subject to change. Right. I've told this story in sermons and I think even here on a chat one time. But I remember at the time I was praying that to myself, but I wasn't telling anybody about what I was believing for, what right. that faith project was. But one day while I was in church worshiping the Lord, I, I remember putting my hands up and noticing it and remembering that, yeah, I'm believing for that to be gone. And so, but the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Kathy, when I do heal you, I, 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 when that manifestation comes, Who's going to know it? You've never told anyone about it. Right. And so I remember at that moment, I turned around, looked at a person behind me. This lady was sitting behind me in church. That was at First Assembly of God in Houma, Louisiana. I'll never forget it. And I said, hey, I just want to show you this. And this is on my arm. I'm believing God to heal me. And I want you to look at it because one day I'm going to show it to you where it's gone. And uh, she just kind of stared at me. She didn't say anything. I really didn't even know her. And uh, so... Months went by, I don't remember the exact time. One day I was just randomly, I was in service, worshiping my hand. Hands were up again, and I looked at my hand. That's when I noticed, oh, it's gone. I had totally forgot about it. I put it in the hands of God at that point and released it, knowing that the manifestation would come. And so I remember when I noticed it, I turned around, where is that lady? Well, she's sitting right behind me again, the very same spot. And I so showed it to her, and I, and I said, look, remember when I told you about my that lump that was on my wrist? And I told you that it would be gone. Look, it's gone. And I, praise, and I was, was rejoicing and praising the Lord. And that's when I found out. And she told me, Kathy, you don't really know me, but I'm a nurse. Uh, and I know I recognize those things. And many times when they, when they, uh, you have to be, they don't go away by themselves. They have to be cut out. 
And even, she said, even when they're cut out, they sometimes remove. I said, well, this is never coming back. Sometimes and this come is, back. Yeah. they sometimes come back. I said, well, this is never coming back. And as you can see, there's no scar, ne no quartz. No, it's never been f surgically right. removed and it's never come back. The, the lump that I had was bigger than that bone that I yeah, have right yeah. here on this side. It was actually is pretty Is that why you wanted a bigger diamond bracelet? <laughs> no. Because you got rid of the bent? I never <laughs> said that and no, I don't. And I didn't. But uh, I remember that's, uh, this has been, oh goodness, was it 30, 40? 30, uh, you, 30, maybe 40 years ago yeah. that that happened and it's never come back. But <clears throat> that was something that I had to develop patience in and release it to God. And I received the promise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, what other things? Oh, the other thing that I was thinking about was when we were, <laughs> She's on a roll this we were in a rental situation. We had a ministry. Our ministry was growing. Our first ministry prop, uh, office we had. My, our brother, my brother-in-law, Jules Bokeh, and my sister, Deborah, they had a law office in Homa, and they gave us one room. We eventually got in two rooms firm. in their law firm. And then we were just, they were giving us that space. And then we went to a spot where we needed to, uh, I think he went into the ministry and he didn't need it. We took up the whole space. And then uh, we weren't even renting it. It was just letting us use yeah, it. Yeah, it was very kind. Then we, God was leading us to move to the New Orleans area so we can get closer to the airport because all the traveling Jesse was doing. And then in 1986, I think is when we moved to New Orleans and we were renting a building at that time. But we came to a point where we felt like the Lord wanted us to buy a building. So Jesse and I, we prayed in agreement about buying a building and he would say, Kathy, find a building. You know, there's been lots of projects we've had. And the reason why I told her to find it, because if I'd have found it, she wouldn't have liked it. Kathy's got to find it. You know, it's kind of like, Decoration. Well, it's it's got to come from her. I don't think that's true. Well, that is true. No, but the problem is, see, you're tra you're, you no, were no, traveling no, no, a lot. No, 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 It's just the truth. Let me tell just it. Just admit it. Let me tell it. No, the thing is, this is it. What happens is, Jesse says, we're we going to do this. We're going to do that, whatever. And Kat, and I'm we. That, that's been always that's, my is name. Is that your middle name? My we? name has first name. We, we. We, capital W. <laughs> we, Kathy. We're going to do this, and but now... I get ideas and I turn it over to some wheeze that God has put in my <laughs> yeah. life. So it, it's, a a pro it's a right progression. Now. I don't do everything today. But at one point, I was the only thing, only person in the office right. other than Fritz Brown who would travel with you. Yeah. So I was praying and that was a faith project. And we had rented two or three different places at, at that mm -hmm. time. And then I was getting frustrated at one point because I was looking everywhere I look. I couldn't find the right building. We had a price that we were had agreed that we could afford because we didn't want to really go, uh, in go into no, debt so. and everything. And so, uh, but at some point when, when I was getting at my point where it's Lord's, what, where is it? I drove up and down, I looked through uh, uh, magazines. I'm not I mean a newspaper looking for places, you know, in that day you didn't have the computer mm -hmm. at, in the same way to, uh, to learn and all that, to search everything out. But, um, I remember I heard a word from the Lord that says, Kathy, I haven't hidden a building from you. I've hidden it for you. That's a great statement. And that's that, like mine. I, I didn't ask you to pay for it's, it. I asked it's you to own, for that's it. The, that, when you said, think about a story, that's the story I thought about. Mm -hmm. Even though you threw in the salvation, you threw in the love. So those are all good things. <laughs> so I practiced on those things. Those were the first steps. Amen. So when I came to a building, that was a bigger step for yeah. me. And so the Lord gave me that phrase, I haven't hidden it from you. I've hidden it for you. And that gave me such a peace. And you said a preacher free when you said that to him at time was many at lunch many people have told me that after, yeah. many people have told me that after that they grab hold of that phrase and it's helped them to what? walk through whatever they were believing I just for. felt the spirit to say this you've been believing God for a house God hadn't hidden a house from you he's hidden a house for you because when you're going to get what you're believing for it's going to be beyond what you think beyond what you can even ask 
I just felt that so strong in my spirit Amen. right there. Amen. And mark my words. You hear it? When you hear the, the, listen to this boardroom chat. Watch what God will do and go to work. But while you were doing that, see, faith and patience was being developed. Right. And I never really understood the significance of that statement until we actually found that building. Because uh, we, I remember finding one and thinking, oh, this is it. This is, I had a drop, I drove by that building on Storehouse Lane. Oh, you're beautiful. And it was building. such a beautiful building. And I said, oh, this is it. And we had a price in our heart of only paying, to finding a bill, something for yeah, 250 this is years right? ago now. What many, would we many say, years ago. 250 or 225 What did we agree on? I think it was two, well, you wanted uh, not, not what we offered, but in our mind, yeah. of what we thought we could afford, because we were saving right. every bit of extra money, because we were already on when. television. We were already putting a lot of money into television, paying rent. We, our ministry had grown to a certain level. And so I remember uh, bringing you to the building, and you laughed at me. You said, Kathy, you can't buy that building for Well, there was a million-dollar building. You said, that's a million-dollar building, and it was. It was a beautiful building, a two-story, I think it was 11,000 square feet. Right. And it, at that time, it plantation had... Plantation-looking. Plantation-looking, totally our style, which we love, And but it had like three, excuse me, six different in, independent units that it could generate income, and they had doctors and uh, different people Dentists. in about two or three of the uh, uh -huh. units. And it was being sold, and so I said, well, can I at least uh, contact someone and make an offer on it? He says, "You remember, you see, if God didn't give the, the vision to you; He gave it to me. Right. But you, you turned it over see, to He this, turned it over to we. This and is so, a long <laughs> story being long. I just want y'all to know it's it. You always see, eating my lunch about a long story being short. This is a long story. You're being making long. it even longer. I know with it. That. Go ahead. I just wanted to put <laughs> that in there. Go ahead. But anyway, so uh, uh, short story long. <laughs> short story. Long story short, uh, I uh, ended up making the the." Um, presentation to the, making an offer on the building to the real estate people that I was talking with. And uh, of course, I, I knew what I wanted to pay, so I went really low below that. I don't go to the price I want to pay because I knew they, they would reject it at first. I felt like, so we went back and forth for a while. And so I, I felt like I offered them, I brought it up to like 245 on the offer. I told Jesse, can I offer them 245? He says, go ahead. And he says, but I, I don't want to pay 245, I want to pay 250. And so I said, and they, no. I said, if I, I no, don't, I believe, 240? The Lord told 240, me. that's right, 240. And so I said, I believe that if I try to, uh, if I try to, um, how did I go to that? Well, if I try to go to two. You, okay, I can tell okay. you. Okay. I'm going I'm to make it short for you. She comes to me and she said, Jesse, if we don't give an offer from 250, we're going to lose this building. You told me to go pray. So I walked in my, my little study and I prayed. And the Lord said this, you can pay 250, but I'm going to pay 240. Right, because you, didn't, you, want to offer, you didn't want to offer 240 because you said... Uh, no, no, you didn't I, want I didn't want to offer 250. 250 because you wanted to pay 240. Okay, That's I'm why there. I understand all the figures of this ministry. <laughs> Keep interrupting me. I'm that's, not interrupting that's the problem. You, okay. She just will not take no money. Anyway, I told him, I said, I cannot <laughs> offer them 240 because I think if I offer them 240, they're going to bolt. I feel like this is as far as they will go. So you went in and prayed and you said, that's what you said. God no, said, I, you see, can you pay. you reversed it. I didn't get the 240 uh, figure until God spoke it to me. I went in and prayed to see right. if we would pay 250. Okay. And he said, you can pay 250, but I'm going to pay 240, which made no sense to me. That's why I said, and go then, back in there and pray yes, again. That's right. I, I said, God <laughs> said we can offer 250, but he's going to pay 240. You said, go back in there and pray, man. God ain't going to do that. And, and to make a long story longer or shorter, they accepted the 250. I tell them about that. They, ex they uh, accepted stuff. 250, and we didn't understand what the 240 meant until mm -hmm. four months later. 
we bought it in September. Here it is in December, and I always did the accounting back then. And we were on a on a flight on air, a commercial flight mm -hmm. going to Texas because you were preaching something with the, where for a watch night. And I was mm -hmm. I was looking at the the income that the ministry had produced, and I and I noticed from September through that time. Uh, the ministry, we, we had one person that was in that building that we a were, doctor. that a doctor was in that building, a gynecologist that we were required in the sale to allow him to stay in that building all the way through the end of December. December. And uh, I, I was, that wasn't an option that was part of, part of the agreement when we purchased it, but we, it was okay. We started renovation and that wasn't a factor. We, we didn't need that portion of it at that time. And so I didn't realize that that building had generated $10,000 exactly uh, from the toy that we purchased it to that end of the year. So, so God, God paid, paid two forty, And, and that I, was that a beautiful thing. So it was hidden for us. And I, the one reason we say it was hidden for us, because the moment that we purchased it in September, I, I was the one who always, I went to the dentist that was in there and I, I had to evict him. I said, look, you need to get out of the building. We bought it. I have to start renovations. And he says, oh, give me some time. I said, well, you, you probably moved in in a weekend. Why don't you move out? I, I really wasn't <laughs> that's very pretty patient. Hard. That, that's how I see it. <laughs> anyway, he started purse. He says, well, how much did y'all offer for it? Because I offered... Four hundred and... $490,000 he offered. He had offered that amount uh, maybe six months before, and they rejected it. No, at, right? they, no, what happened is they rejected it, and the one that he offered it to, it went out of business. So that purchase agreement was null and void. Well, yeah, because he offered it. It was in the middle of some kind of a bank re, uh, repossession, right. and that previous owner uh, is who he had offered it to, and the new owner, which is a bank that we can, were talking with, uh, was not aware of the previous uh, It was, still offer. was null and void because the, and, that, those people went out of business. And that dentist had never come back after that point, so it was hidden for us. So here it is. We bought it for a whole lot less. Oh, than it was a million dollar bill So we were in that building. We renovated it, and we, we ended up selling it when we're in the facility yeah. we're in now, the Lord where, which we so built greatly. and finished in, 20, 2000, in the yeah. year 2000. So... Um, but we sold that building for over six hundred thousand. Oh God, and we, yeah, yeah. And we used it for all those. Oh yeah, years. and I mean, we really used it. I'm talking, I'm talking about right. super used it, and uh, uh, and uh, an attorney purchased it after that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. But see, with the faith and patience, we had the building wasn't hidden from her; it was hidden for her. Right. See, uh, and, uh, and and not only that, banks usually acquire properties mm -hmm, like this so mm -hmm. they can flip them and sell them. Right. So this was like in the sweet spot for us, if you want to think of it in yeah. that way. And it was something that, that God was, kept it for. That us. was doing, if you remember back in the '80s, uh, the savings and loan debacle that went in. in the, yeah. I mean, it was all kind of crazy, and and the federal government had to come over come in and take over these things. That, but ever, people, if you had signed a personal agreement, once the uh, federal government took it over, you had to re-sign if you're trying to sell it. Oh, that made it all null and void. But it brings us back to this book of James. You know, It was frustrating sometimes to hear somebody think, I, I want it, okay, Jesse, but uh, uh, this is what I'm going to pay. But when God said, you can pay 250 but I'm going to pay 240 I did not understand that. And she said, go back in there and pray. And I, and she, but you know what? God did exactly what... Uh, he said, which brings me to Romans chapter 5. So I was kind of in a rock and a hard place, kind of, you know, I was, maybe frustrated is not the right word, but it was close. And, it, and yet in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, 
Paul's writing to the church in Rome says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace, possession of adequate resource. That's what peace means. Nothing broken, nothing missing. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Watch this. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, it goes on and on. See, so what happened was God was giving us what we wanted, not what we needed, because, you know, I mean, we, we needed a building, but we didn't need a million-dollar building. You know, that was something we, that I loved to have. We couldn't afford that. Yeah, that I wanted that, but, you know, couldn't we afford it. We didn't believe we could have. That's, that's my that's, point. That was our limitation. I'm not saying yes, God put that not on God. Us. Oh, no. Uh -uh. But we often, every time we've started a project, we, we put a budget within our heart to sure. do a thing, and we stuck to that. And the reason why we do that, the Bible says, count the cost before you build a tower or something like that. No, would you try to think uh, you, uh, you put faith and patience and good business in, in, in the same situation. So when you understand what God is saying there, that's God's word. And this is for someone today, more than someone, people, because many of you say, my God, it's time for the receive. Well, I really believe this, that this is your time to receive also. <clears throat> and I believe that the tribulation part of it is over and get ready for the don't want part no more. That was you won't want or lack for nothing. And I can say that graciously because of our wonderful partners who have supported this ministry. And they are supporting it continue because they trust us. I say it all the time. I trust you, you trust me, but we both trust God. So thank you for watching this and, and, and this program. And many of you want to become a partner. I've had so many people say, it's not easy to be a partner with you. How do you do that? Well, if you want to, and you don't have to. Keep watching the boardroom chats, the faith, the facts, the glorious living, all the different things, plus the broadcast television that's on, uh, on the broadcast channels out there. But if you'd like to be one, you can go to jdm.org. That's our website. And you can give that way. Hit the donate button if you want. Or you can use PayPal. Or you can text to give a one-time uh, gift or a recurring one if you want. Or you can, I like this, you can select the giving, select your giving on, on our app. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can mail in a donation if you want to. But I'm telling people, and I say this constantly, if you don't want to, don't. Please, we don't want you to do something you don't want to. But I'll tell you one thing, I will not be lazy with anyone's seed because we are kingdom-minded. I just talked to a partner this morning before I came in, and, and this partner said, you are so, you and Kathy are so kingdom-minded. Well, we are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. I wish it was free. I honestly do. And I would never say a word, but you know what? It costs money to go on television. It costs money to buy these lights. It costs money to buy this table. It costs money for all those things. Yet God's word was just so perfect. But watch it. Let me have your hand. It didn't cost God any money to get rid of that bump. But it cost Kathy her faith and her patience coming together. Now, that's what I'm talking about. And, you know, like that nurse told her, well, you know, that just don't go away. And we cut it out. It may come back. But, you know, Kathy didn't receive that. So what are you willing to receive today? Because I read, I can feel the Holy Ghost coming up. I feel that your faith and patience, look at my hands, has done this. It's come together now. Now here comes the blessing that you'll want nothing. You see what I'm saying? In every way, spiritually, physically, financially, healing, whatever. Believe in God for your family to be saved, your children to be saved. Maybe a better job. I don't know. You know what, what, I don't know what you're believing for, but I do know this that if you'll believe right, you will get right, and you'll be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You want another scripture? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm -hmm. See, when I read to you that Paul in, in chapter 5 of Rome, he said, I mean, but he, he was 
He has access by faith. He was steadfast and movable. Mm -hmm. And what it created the patience that he needed to do what God called the man to do. And you will complete your destiny and reach your destination. Just like me and Kathy, we would do it and we're doing it now in every which way, shape or form. Kathy got up the other day. I would say, yeah, the other day. And, uh, and I had said something and she looked at me and I knew it was the Lord speaking through. She said, you know what? We've been talking about this. We got to get this on the calendar. She wants to do a worldwide tour. Start and go all the way around the world. You know, some Christian, what the brother Coleman says, uh, all above and beneath and top, all, to the top from the to top the to the bottom and all, all the way around. She said, we're going to fly and preach all the way around the world. And I have had more people asking me to come all the way around the world. Mm -hmm. You know, now we have the tools to do all that kind of stuff and things of that nature. So that's, that's what I'm saying. But it took faith and patience to inherit that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And like, for example, our airplane, you know, uh, you can hire a pilot, but you, a pilot just doesn't go in a plane and start flying thing. He has to go to a place and, and be what they call tight rated, which means he has to be qualified to fly that plane. It's not like driving a car. Once you get your driver's license, you can go drive any car you want, right? Buy the car you own. You might want a Toyota. You might want a Mercedes. You might want a, I don't know, you might want a truck. I don't know. And your, your, your license qualifies you to drive that. Any vehicle. Right. But then there's another thing. If the truck is too big, you can't use your regular driver's license. You've got to have, have a commercial's license. That's well, right. it's the same with pilots. They have to be type rated in these planes. You see, so, they, they're, so they're qualified to do that. Right. I really believe you're about ready to send us a testimony that we can read on our boardroom chat because your faith and patience has now come together. That's Get ready right. to receive. You want to read something else? Go ahead. Yeah, there was some, you were talking about uh, what we're doing, but, you know, we've been traveling. This past year, we've done so, many, so much traveling. God, uh, this one we, says, huh? greetings from France. Uh, from we France. Saw <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry, it's okay. You, you interrupt me all the time. It's okay. Greeting from, <laughs> greetings from France. I'll say it again and try to get through it. Uh, we saw you in Switzerland. We were greatly blessed. Thank you so much for coming. It was a life-changing time for our family. And they saw me uh, in Switzerland? Greetings. You're not listening to I, me. I'm, I'm listening to you. I want you to read it again. Greetings from France. I always listen. You never fool this well, boy. Why, why do I have to repeat it? Well, because I want people to hear it again. <laughs> Say, read it. Go ahead. You Greetings have to pray for us. She's a little slow this morning. That's <laughs> we saw you in Switzerland. We were greatly, are you listening? I'm listening. We were greatly blessed. Thank you so much for coming. It was a life-changing time for our family. Isn't that wonderful? See, you sound like fog on leg on. Are you listening to me, son? Are you listening? Hey, son, are you listening to me? Do you have any comments? The big chicken. Any no, comments? I'm enjoying it. The second Please. one I want to read says, uh, we JDM team, we love you. God bless you and long live you. <laughs> we urge you, I, I, maybe there's a typo there, I'm not sure. Uh, we urge you not to stop translating all the teachings. Oh, is that uh, this, Spanish this was a Spanish about? one. Yeah, this oh, was from boardroom the chat. Because <laughs> all, all these boardroom chats, we do them, of course, in English because we can't speak Spanish. I can't some. Como está usted? Muy bien. Gracias. That's pretty good. Como se llama usted? Uh, I don't know how to say, I don't know French, Spanish. I know a little bit of French. Je suis mouillé jusqu'ici. Je suis mouillé jusqu'ici. That means you're soaked to the bone. That's yeah, something that's in school. It does, now, I've never had an opportunity to actually use that, but uh, it's there. Well, in I my can head, get a water hose somewhere. and wet you down. You can say I'm it's soaked okay. to the bone. Don't, 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 don't go there. Okay. 
<laughs> but this was something that was translated into Spanish. So all of our chats are Spanish. It's translated Amen. into chant. Spanish was a voiceover. And in, including everything we do on social media is, and uh, even the broadcast, but it's the broadcast is in Spanish on online only, not yeah. in broadcast TV. But that's the next step because that's a whole lot more money to do that. Yeah. But we do that because of our partners help sure. us do it. And Thank we've been you, doing partners. it since it's almost a year now that we we've been doing it, I think. But anyway, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. This one is translated from one of those chats. It says, JD and team, we love you, God bless you, and long live you. We urge you not to stop translating all the teachings. We thirst for the word of God. You are light to the world. We are learning so much from Jesse and Kathy. They are beautiful. Please come to Mexico. We need Mexico. you. Mexico. Isn't that wonderful? That's such a blessing. We've never really been to Mexico. <laughs> well, let me tell you what I know to... our products no, have been, our broadcast has oh, been, God, and yeah, our so years. social media is going all over there. I had one of my employees that did in housekeeping. This was a, a yesterday. I come walking down the hall. And she speaks way more Spanish than she does English. And, uh, she, and she said this. It's a sermon I preached, and I did the title, Someone Knocking on the Door, Somebody Ringing the Bell. Well, uh, uh, she said, I never really could understand that until they, when I was preaching. I guess they were translating in Spanish. So when I got to her, she had her cleaning cart. She looked at me. She went, she smiled. She goes, someone knocking on the door. But she heard it in Spanish and then translated it back to English. So it just kind of blessed me. I hope you're enjoying that. And we want to do as much as we possibly can. And your faithful financial support helps us to do that. Can I say this? And I, I've said it so many times, and I really mean it. 100%, you heard me correctly, 100% of what you give goes into world evangelism. Me and Kathy have been debt-free since 1982. The ministry's debt-free, and we will not be lazy with your seat. So once again, if you'd like to be a partner, you can go to jdm.org. That's our website, and you can hit the donate button if you want to. You can use PayPal if you want to do that. You can text to give, or you can use our giving app. You select the giving app that you want. Or you can mail in an old-fashioned donation. Anyway, 100% of it is going into world evangelism. Today, I believe your faith and patience has come together and perfected you so that you can want nothing. Amen. And I mean that sincerely. So let me just say it again. He said, let patience have its perfect work, that you're perfect and entire, wanting nothing, or like the Amplified Classic says, lacking nothing. And that's a wonderful time and a blessing of the Lord. I hope you enjoyed our boardroom chats today. This is Jesse and Kathy saying, we love you. We pray for you. There's not a day go by, partners, that we don't pray for you. And we do that all the time. This ministry is working 24-7 because it's kingdom-minded to do what God tells us to do. So until next week, we'll see you again, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye. This media is copyrighted by Jesse Duplantis Ministries for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this media or of any pictures or accounts without Jesse Duplantis Ministries' consent is strictly prohibited.